When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along. I'm Ian Brannan. A jam-packed show for you this week as we cover not just the Premiership, but the Championship. We'll look ahead to the Premiership pairs as well with our guest, Ben Duffel, the head of the British Speedway Network live streaming service. And of course, former promoter and team manager at the Red Car Bears as well. So it's been a big one in the Premiership. All six sides were in action on Monday. A big win for the Bellevue Aces as they thrashed their Roses rivals, Sheffield, 58-32. Well, we sent Lee Wilde to interview Jack Holder. It was a risky strategy, but we got him. We're not going to cry over it. Um, it's one meeting. Ipswich returned to the top of the Premiership after their win over Wolves for the second time this season. And Peterborough moved off the bottom of the Premiership table after a dramatic 46-44 win over Kingslin. Reaction to all of those matches. A look ahead to the Championship programme ahead. We'll find out more about the British Speedway Network, the work that goes into preparing for the meetings and covering uh, life in the Championship with Ben Duffel, as well as a look ahead to action in the Premiership coming up on Thursday. Thursday, which will be on BSN, the Premiership Pairs. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Quite a number of interviews to bring you this week on No Breaks, No Fear. And joining me as our special guest this week to look back on the recent action as well as ahead to the stuff coming up over the next seven days or so is someone who this time last year was a co-promoter at the championship club Red Car Bears. But uh, this year is now one of the people heading up the British Speedway Network. And we'll discuss more about that service because we've got three matches uh, coming up uh, this week in as many as three days, uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So we'll talk more about that very soon. But I'm pleased to say joining me is Ben Duffel. Hi, Ben. And tell us about life uh, at the other side of Speedway. Uh, you're not at the point of the season like so many team managers or promoters are where they're frantically trying to find themselves reserves or guests or making team changes, all that kind of stuff. You can let everybody else get on with it now. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different, but... Um Really enjoying seeing a different side of Speedway. I don't, don't think there's anything I haven't really seen now other than maybe being a referee. So, um, yeah, it's 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 exciting to, to, to be involved in a, a new venture for British Speedway and it's certainly keeping me busy, I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, there's certainly a lot on, especially this week. We'll talk more about BSN and all the stuff that's coming up this week in just a bit. Let's start our review of 
things uh, that happened on Monday night in the Premiership and at the National Speedway Stadium where Bellevue thrashed Rose's rivals Sheffield 58-32 in a hugely powerful performance at the National Speedway Stadium. The Aces putting on an impressive display and were 18 points up after just seven heats as the Tigers suffered their heaviest defeat of the season. Brady Kurtz scored a four-ride paid maximum for the home side, 11 plus one. Mate Zagar adding another 11 and Charles Wright with 10 plus one bonus point whilst Sheffield's top scorer was Jack Holder with 7 plus 1. We'll hear from Jack shortly, but first let's hear from one of the top scorers of that Bellevue Aces uh, side and uh, a red car bearer as well. In fact, the red car captain, Charles Wright, with his Aces hat on, speaking to Lee Wilde after that big win at the National Speedway Stadium. Charles, amazing performance, 1-7 to tonight, wasn't it? Is this the first time you think the Aces have really clicked together as a team? Yeah, it's, um, it's really good to see and... You know, obviously with Jai going to reserve, it builds his confidence up. And Tom, you know, he rode really well tonight. It, the points didn't reflect how well he actually rode. And it's just a nice feeling. And, you know, Lemo gets behind us before the meeting. He knows how important, obviously, tonight is because Sheffield have been going everywhere and battering everyone away. So, uh, you know, to get a score like that over him uh, was awesome tonight. Personally, a really strong night for you. I know you're on a new engine. That seems to be absolutely firing. Yeah, like I say, it's very hard to jump on something new and, uh, you know, work the set up tonight. And, uh, no, I'm glad I got something working, but, no, I'm just happy and winning Heat 15 as well. Uh, after Heat 14, I was a bit unlucky and I probably could have passed them both, but I just got a bit blocked out and it was a bit frustrating, but it was good to go in 15 and uh, get the win. That's twice you managed to beat a rider like Jack Holder. He was all over you, wasn't he? What was what was going through your mind? Could you hear him behind you? Yeah, I've got. I'm experienced enough now, uh, spe- especially on this track, where the lines are and where you need to be at s- certain times. You know, Jack. I could hear Jack the whole racing, but if I was just stuck on the uh, right line, I knew I'd be all right. So. And it's, there's a lot of consistency around the National Speedway Stadium for you now. Is that something that pleases you? Because last season there was a few good scores, there was a few not-so-good scores, but you're a lot more consistent this year. Well, that's it. It's took me a year or so to get set up around here and obviously trying different engines and seeing what works, but I, I seem to be getting a lot more consistent around here, which, like you say, last year I wasn't, so no, I'm happy with that. And I know you've had some good news. You're going to be a dad towards the end of the season, so all the points money helps. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm over the moon. You know, I, I couldn't be. I think it helps being happier away from speed running life in general, and it shows on the track. But yeah, I'm just over the moon with everything at the minute, and everything's going right for now. Well done, congratulations. Cheers. So Lee Wilde there with Charles Wright. Very happy Charles Wright, 10 plus 1. And uh, very happy Bellevue riders and fans as a whole, I would uh, suggest. Sheffield, meanwhile, heaviest defeat of the season. Lee Wilde, let's just say that he's he's got nerves of steel because he marched into those pits and asked Jack Holder how he felt. Here we go. Jack, tough night out there. How did you find it? I think the score says it really, doesn't it? Um... Yeah, it's a fun. It's a you know I really like Bellevue, um, but yeah, it's one of them tracks where you can either start off all guns blazing and have a cruisy night, and or you can start off like we did, and you know we chased our tails for a little bit, and yeah, I got something going in the end, which is uh, always good, but yeah, too late. Was it a lot different than the first time you came here this year, the setup, or is what was it? Uh, I think so. I think the first time we come here, I think I had a lot more dirt on it. I think I don't know. We come here quite early in the season so um 
yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then, yeah, it was a lot slicker today. And, yeah, I think it is, you know, after all the heats, all the boys are saying we're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning. Um, but, yeah, got a gun in the end, but too late. How did you pick the boys up after that? What do you do going back to Wilderton? Forget about it. Um, yeah, and just, you know, uh, yeah, you know, we're a strong team. Um, maybe we needed this to kick up the bum. Um, and, yeah, we'll definitely... We're not going to cry over it. Um, it's one meeting. Um, so, yeah, just go back to Sheffield and, yeah, keep the ball rolling. Jack Holder can't wait for the rematch. Got quite a wait for it, though. 25th of August before the two sides meet again and then uh, there'll be another one uh, back at the National Speedway Stadium in September is uh, the way those fixtures lay out. Let's hear from the two team managers now. We'll hear from Simon Stead in a second. But first, the victorious Mark Lemon speaking with Lee Wilde. Mark, resounding victory for the Aces. You must be delighted with the performance from the 1-7 to tonight. Yeah, a great speedway event um, and performance by the Aces. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, we expected a tough challenge, and not to say the scoreline really reflected the, the. It was easy. It certainly wasn't easy. Um, the boys really dug deep and um, committed themselves. To, you know the the duration of the meeting, and um, yeah, I can't be prouder of them. Um, yeah, good, great result. Slightly reshuffled riding order tonight. You must be pleased that that seemed to have worked out quite well. Jai coming back from injury, obviously, riding at reserve, it seemed to benefit him. Yeah, you would say so. I mean, I think the problem was Jai came back from injury too too early um, and his shoulder wasn't quite strong enough. And um, I guess a lot of riders um, can be sort of accused of um, basically sort of underestimating the the, the pressures they put on their bodies and when they're in the actual the zone and, and race fit and they think that uh, they take it for granted shall I say um, and it's it's human nature for a racer to, to probably think like that and uh, it probably backfired a little bit on Jai but you know a couple of weeks rest and um, you know a few less meetings and uh, he's, he's managed to sort of do more rehab and strengthen that shoulder and um, yeah he came back firing really good in that reserve position so he knew it's probably pressure more pressure probably being in that position let alone just looking at it as an easier option. So, um, no, that was a great performance by Jai. And and Tom, you know, he's, he's, he's earned his, his stripes, moved up to the team, and um, his, his points didn't really reflect on uh, his performance. You know, he, he rode with uh, some mature um, sort of uh, head on his shoulder tonight and uh, ended the night really, really strongly. Yeah, and it's great work from the development that he's putting on that Bellevue have put in. He's the first rising star to make it to the main body of a team. Yeah, considering Tom was actually the last chosen rising star from the teams, um, so yeah, it's it's quite ironic, really. That um, we've worked really close together, and uh, I, I've enjoyed that that sort of um, relationship with him. Sort of you know, seeing him progress and putting all the hard yards in because he does work extremely hard behind the scenes, and um, it's just a credit to see him, you know, sort of you know get some success and uh, you know little rewards along the way. And the the trick is now to carry this farm on to the end of the season and into the playoffs. Yeah, obviously, yeah. The result tonight's great, but it's only you know one one part of the the, the journey, um, and the journey still continues. Um, we're, we're pushing for those playoffs. We know there's you know, there's four really top heavy teams that um, are jostling for the probably the top top place, I guess. Um, but you would never underestimate uh, Kingsland or Peterborough to um, you know get on a bit of a run and um, you know and, and push push for those places. But you know, you can't wait at the halfway stage now. And it's, it's looking like those, those, the top four, I wouldn't say it's consolidated, but um, you know, I feel like we're in a very good position and um, travelling well. Um, I think 
we've had a few issues on the road, but we haven't actually had our one to seven for a majority of the time. And I think that is reflected in probably you know, not scoring enough or picking up enough points on the road, but that can soon change. Simon, tough night for the Tigers. Is there any one thing you can put your finger on or is it just one of those nights? Uh, I think it's just one of those nights. Perhaps. You just get them every now and again. And um, we've met Bellevue on a, on a really good night and you know you have to give credit where it's due. We've met them on a good night. Uh, they've met us on a bad night. Uh, and that's why there's such a difference in, uh, in scores. Uh, but uh, we, we, we have to move on from, from it. We, we can't dwell on it. Um, we've had disappointments um, already this season, but we've come back stronger from it. And that's, uh, we've already spoken about it as a team. Uh, and that's what we're aiming to do. Does this change anything in your eyes or is it just a blip? No, it's just a blip. You know, what, what can you do? Like I said, we, we, we've met a very good Bellevue team uh, on a night that they were all firing. And uh, they've met us on a night where we couldn't get going. And, you know, we, we've showed already this season that we're good enough to come here and win. All right, it was against perhaps a, 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 a different Bellevue team. But, you know, we still, had, we still have enough in our tank to, to get a win. And we've showed on, on more than one occasion this season that we're good enough to go um, anywhere in the league and, 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 and do the business. So uh, look at the way the, the league's shaping up, the, the, the fixtures that are going different ways. You know, I think Wolves have lost at home tonight, which, you know... Um, the, the fixtures and, and results are all over the place. So we all we have to we, we have to draw a line under it. Um, we we were unbeaten last month, um, so we can't read too much into it, and we'll come back stronger. Are the positives safe for it though? Holder seemed to find something towards the end. Cook scored six, had a decent night after some troubles for himself. There are positives there. Uh, there there are there are a few. Um, what I would say is, the boys never stop working. They. They worked hard all night, and I know our points didn't reflect the effort that we've put in, but sometimes that happens, and, um, you know, we, we go again, they're, they're, they're as disappointed as I am. Um, we feel for our, for our fans, so many, so many travelling fans, we're obviously super disappointed for them as well. Um, but we, we, we can make a promise to them right now that we will continue to work hard. Uh, and like I said, our focus now goes on to the next match uh, and to come back stronger. Simon, thanks very much. All right, mate. Simon Stead there saying that Sheffield will bounce back from this and come back stronger. Uh, ben Duffel is with us, um, now uh, the boss of the British Speedway Network live streaming service and uh, former team manager and co-promoter, of course, himself in British Speedway and rider, might I add. Um, ben, sometimes these fixtures happen, don't they, where they don't quite go as planned, but... Did you really see a, a massive hammering to, of, of that scale heading Sheffield's way at the National Speedway Stadium? No, I think I was as surprised as everybody really to see that result. I mean, Bellevue are a really strong side, but you know it's such a fair track and a, a track people love racing at. It's it's really difficult to get any home advantage there. So to to beat Sheffield, uh, you know, a, a team that strong by that many points, um, you know, it it sets down a, a real marker for the rest of the league to show that. You know, they're, they're certainly a team that are contenders for the league this year. But, um, yeah, great performance from the home side. And, it's uh, yeah, Sheffield are, are certainly they might be top of the league, but it just shows that nobody's an out-and-out favourite at the moment for that for that league. 
a tough night for Sheffield, obviously, and the Bellevue fans went home very, very happy indeed. But sometimes you get these fixtures, don't you? As, as we mentioned just before, you know, best laid plans. There's no real place where you can lay the blame. Sometimes the, the, the night goes against you and uh, you just got to take it on the chin as far as Sheffield are concerned. Yeah, that that's right. And and at the same time, sometimes, you know, you just you just got to give the the other team the recognition they deserve. You know, a strong performance from the home side and, you know, even the likes of Jack Holder there with a, a poor score by his, his standards. So, yeah, sometimes you've got to put your hands up and say, look, it, it was now a night and, um, you know, take away whatever lessons you can from that and come back a little bit stronger next time. But, you know, that, that sport, um, like I said, they're both very, very strong teams and uh, it could be very different the next time they go there. Next to Monmore Stadium and Ipswich climb back to the top of the Premiership after winning 47-43 against Wolves, their second victory in the Black Country this season. The Witches overcame the absence of Paul Stark, who was ruled out with thumb ligament damage, but had a match winner at reserve with Eric Riss, who piled up 16 plus one, whilst Jason Doyle scored 11. Sam Masters was declared fit for the home side and he top scored for Wolves with 12 plus two bonus points. Luke Becker also scoring 12, but the match was already lost prior to their 5-1 in Heat 15. We'll hear from the team managers in a moment, but first the top scorers for the respective sides. Eric Riss in just a second, but first Sam Masters, who top scored despite pulling himself out of the sick bay, has been chatting to Ryan Guest. Well, Sam, first and foremost, from the team perspective, a second defeat of the season here against Ipswich. It turned out to be a tough night for the team. Yeah, I feel like we've actually versed harder teams here at Monmore, but for some reason we just can't get over Ipswich for some reason. I mean, they've got a good number one in Doily. But, um, yeah, that's... I don't know why. They got a, they had a really good reserve, and that shows when you've got a good reserve. You can put them in any race you want, really. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately we didn't win, and we'll try and... Yeah, like you say, Eric Chris seven rides, scored 16 points, I think it was as well. So that was a big difference. But uh, watching on for, from the middle as well, just seemed as though the, the boys were a bit slower at the starts tonight than Ipswich. Yeah, all night we were struggling from the starts. Me and Stevie were OK, but um, I'm not sure what was what was going on there. So uh, they were a little bit different the last couple of weeks. Maybe it was that, but unfortunately we just didn't get off the start like Ipswich. Yeah. Like you say, the way the, the Premiership League table's standing up, it, it's not too disastrous, but nevertheless, you, you don't want to get into to that losing habit and it's never nice, nice losing at home. Yeah, we don't we don't like losing at home. That was our aim, to never get beat at home, and we'd already done that throughout the year, uh, during the year. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's hurt us a little bit, but um, we've still got a strong team. We're still aiming playoffs, and, and it all starts again. But, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to do it a little bit easier. For yourself individually, uh, even in the build-up to, to tonight's meeting here at Mama Green, you were, there was some concern over your fitness, obviously took a, a knock to your right foot over the weekend. Just talk us through what happened first and foremost. Yeah, I had a crash on Sunday in Poland and uh, hurt my foot, got it caught in the fence and then I was struggling uh, all day yesterday and I tried riding at Scunthorpe and it wasn't really happening. But um, this morning, I'll, until about one o'clock, I'll, to be honest, I wasn't going to race and then I had a bit of a rest, put my foot up and... It started feeling better and better, and I got here, and I thought it'd get worse. But then, yeah, I didn't. It, it was feeling okay before the start of the meeting, and once the adrenaline was pumping, I was all right. But it is definitely sore, but we've got a soldier on. Yeah, I was going to say, certainly couldn't see anything. Thirteen plus one, uh, dropping just one point to Ipswich, and uh, now what's what's the plan over the next couple of days? Yeah, I'd like to put my feet up. I'm meant to have Kingsley in, in the pairs. Be good if that wasn't happening, but. Uh, Felt like I rode good enough today and the pain wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be and I'll join that. Sam, many thanks for speaking to us. Cheers, mate. Thank you. 
Yeah, painful evening for Sam Masters, both uh, on the track and uh, off it as well, I suspect, with that injured foot that uh, he sustained in Poland, but um, managed to race on and be top scorer for Wolves on Monday night. Meanwhile, for Ipswich, of course, they've gone back to the top of the table. Uh, thanks in no small part to Eric Risser's contribution. He's dropped to reserve. Um, not bad to have a world long track champion as your reserve up your sleeve and he certainly delivered with uh, paid 17 on the night and he's been chatting about that performance with Ryan Guest yeah really good night for myself um, yeah it's a bit weird being at reserve I was at number 5 on last Monday and now I'm at number 6 but you know got to make the best of it and help the team and I had a really good night and we won just what you needed as well, because I know you've been you've been a bit frustrated with your away form in particular. So to come to a track like Wolverhampton and, and ride how you did, that's a big boost for yourself. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, obviously I was at reserve, but I still beat heat leaders of, of Wolves. So, you know, uh, yeah, it was a really good performance of myself away from home. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, for the team as well to, to come here and win for a second time this season, a, a brilliant night and back to the top of the table. Yeah, it's, it's crazy that we, we ride better here than at home, to be honest. Um, you know, second time we won here. Um, first time, I don't think anyone expected it. And today, we didn't really know what to expect. But we won here last time. We knew we, we could do it again. The track was quite similar. So, yeah. There seems to be a, a general feeling as well that even though Ipswich are getting the results, top of the table at the minute, still still a general feeling that there's a bit more to come from this group of riders. Yeah, see, mate. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, like some of us have an off night every now and then. I think if we all uh, perform what we're capable of, I think we're a really, really strong team. Um, sometimes I'm struggling, sometimes someone else is struggling. So it's always a bit tight. Um, <laughs> Even at home, um, I think if we all click at the same time and perform like we like we should, then we're a really strong side. And the next meeting at Foxhall on the, on the 14th as well, uh, against Bellevue, obviously they've strengthened up massively, their results are improving, so that's going to be a, a, another tight one at Foxhall. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, like I said, um, we, we, it's been pretty tight at home, the most, most matches we had, so um, yeah, definitely going to be a tough one again, and, you know, we'll... It would definitely be nicer to win win the meeting earlier than he'd 15 like it was last week. Well done tonight, Eric. Thank you. There's Eric Riss of the Ipswich Witches and um, now, of course, also in the championship with the Red Car Bears. And uh, it's Eric's second spell with Red Car because he was with them uh, a few years ago. And Ben Duffel, um, our guest this week, was uh, co-promoter there at the time and he raced for you and he remains a close personal friend. Tell us about Eric. How do you think he's going to be getting on at reserve? It's a, It's a bit of a mismatch when you look at the the race cards and the riders he's going to be up against with with all due respect but you know Eric Riss is a a world long track champion and he's got a lot of experience in speedway and and you'd think he would be um out of the the zone of of reserve but um that's where he's at and I suppose while he's down there he's going to be filling his boots on the points front yeah I mean knowing Eric as I do he, he won't be happy that is at reserve because I know, I know he's a very ambitious rider and um, he, he'll he be disappointed that he's down there. I don't really know how he ended up down there. That's the beauty of the rolling averages or certainly, the, you know, that's what it can turn up every now and then because, you know, this year I think he's about fourth in their averages if you take his performances just from this year. But, you know, that that's something that Ipswich have got to take advantage of. Um, I'm sure Eric will take advantage of it as well, uh, whether he wants to be there or not. And it can be a great confidence booster. I mean, you've seen how many times a, a rider can drop to reserve and 
and for whatever reason it just completely kickstarts the season but you know Eric has been having a good season anyway and um it, it didn't it didn't surprise me to, to see him score big from from that position yesterday and you know he was the match winner for them um you know he's going to be dangerous now wherever he goes and, until he moves back up in the main body of the team you look at the lineup for Ipswich and and it is just fractionally that he makes it into the reserve places at the moment there's really not a lot in it in as far as the current averages go and Eric Riss is on 4.62 Ben Barker 4.69 Paul Stark 4.84 so there's those three riders who are just a sniff away from it but Eric finds himself there at the moment and uh, well plenty of steak and chips for uh, for Eric Riss through the course of this month at least <laughs> no, but uh, it won't do his bank balance any harm I can tell you that if he, if he keeps riding like he did last night yeah, I think Chris Lee would be quite glad to get him out of the reserve berths with performances like that. Uh, let's um, have a listen to the team managers then. We'll hear from Peter Adams very soon because it's not often that you get sides going to Monmore and getting one over the Wolves, let alone twice. Uh, let's hear from Richie Hawkins first up. He's with Ryan Guest. Well, Richie Hawkins, uh, not too many teams come to Monmore Green and win once in a season. Uh, it's very rare someone comes and does it twice, but that's a, a, a feat you're very proud of as Ipswich boss tonight. Yeah, no, we was we was brilliant again. Like our best two performances this year so far have both been at Wolves. Um, obviously, Eric Riss at reserve is a massive bonus. Pity we haven't really got a very busy month. Um, we've only got sort of three meetings, but um, he was superb, and everyone in the team contributed, so it was good. Yeah, um, like you say, I know, I know Wolves had a fitness doubt over Sam, but he proved out there that, that there was nothing too wrong with him. But like you say, uh, f- from your own perspective, after after missing out on on a point at Sheffield last week, it was a, a nice response from the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in a very good position. I think the boys are, are performing everywhere. I think you know. Obviously, we're. I guess we're back at the top of the league now. We're obviously a good team, so um, season's going well. Yeah, Yeah. we're kind of we're improving, but yeah, we've certainly enjoyed our trips here so far this year. Yeah, as you said, uh, the the way results have gone this Monday night uh, does move you back to the Premiership table. I know there's still a a long way to go. The the playoffs are are long off, but you're kind of settling into that top four now, cementing your position. And um, I think you've touched upon it many times. You, You still feel like this side really hasn't clicked yet no I still think we've got um, improvement in us um, we're doing we're kind of dovetailing well um, when one guy's having a little bit of an off night someone's covering them obviously Jason probably really it was only Jason and Daniel at either end of the side that you could say was doing their actual job week in week out solidly so hopefully you know we're in that second half of the season now we need to be more consistent and you know it's looking good so far and you know, it'd be nice to get Starkey back. Hopefully he comes back fit. Ben's still not fit, really. But he did put in a tremendous effort um, to complete four rides, really. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, we things are looking good. Yeah, obviously we've got the pairs this Thursday. It's 10 days or so before the next meeting at Foxhall. But with the form that Bellevue are clicking into as well, that, that promises to be a humdinger of a meeting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all our meetings at home this year have been close ones. So it'd be nice for us to really perform in front of our home fans I think we've probably done a little bit better out on the road um, yeah and Bellevue obviously now since since they brought in Matty have obviously looked a very good team um, so funny really both of us were terrible in the, in the cup but we've, uh, we're both sort of leading the way at the top of the league at the moment 
There you go, Richie. Congratulations on another win in the Black Country. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Yeah, the victorious Richie Hawkins there speaking with Ryan Guest. What about Peter Adams, though? It's rare, as Ryan was mentioning, that uh, clubs actually get much from a visit to Monmore, let alone twice in a season. Well, let's find out what Pete Adams makes of, of all that and uh, the clash against Ipswich. He's speaking with BBC Radio WM's Mike Taylor. Peter, there was a lot of good racing in that, but you, they've, they've managed to record two wins here at Monmore in the league this season, which I think is a very rare thing for any team to do. Yeah, especially Ipswich, you know, we normally take care of them, but they had the uh, upper hand tonight, you know, when you've got a reserve scoring paid 18 points and a Grand Prix rider at number one, you know, the rest is simple. Uh, I think if you look at the, the, the programme, I think other than, um, than those two riders, Ipswich only produced one race winner all night, so uh, that tells you a lot about, you know, where their strengths were. Yes, and I mean, with risk dropping to that position in the averages, they're obviously going to make every uh, take every opportunity to, to use him wherever they can. It's no surprise that that worked. Uh, of course, and and when risk moves up, as he inevitably will, somebody else decent will be dropping into that position, which is uh, it's a bit of a sort of hokey cokey um, uh, game, similar to what. Um, produced the goods last season for Peterborough of course but um, it seems to be a, a model that's growing in popularity and it's one that uh, we're obviously going to have to keep our eyes on Yes, because I, mean, I mean it's been hard going for your reserves so far at times this season, I think they only picked up three points tonight, they're both promising young riders but it's a tough environment for them Yeah, we need points from one of those two positions and two ideally you know and uh, it's so disappointing, as you say, because you know one week they look excellent and the next week they look like they've never seen the place before. So that's something, obviously, that um, we're going to have to monitor as the season unfolds. Um, Sam, we know there was a big question about whether he'd be fit enough, and it's typical of a speedway rider that you know he hasn't been able to have any X-ray because it's too swollen, yet he still goes out there in races. And I think he won two out of three against Jason Doyle, which says a lot for his quality. Yeah, he had a great meeting, Sam. I think that was a true captain's performance from him tonight and uh, it was good of him, you know, to, to take his place in the team and he's, you know, he's reporting no ill effects. So um, hopefully, you know, we can head off to the pairs meeting at Kingsley and with him as part of the team on Thursday. Yeah, and just one more thought about, you know, the, the, a standout performance from Luke Becker, who is a thrilling race. I mean, he has to keep coming from behind quite a lot, but what a rider. Yeah, he's, um, he's developing nicely, Luke. This is his third season with the season. And, um, yeah, he's growing into the role. And, um, obviously, you can see from the odd flash that he produces, there's a big future, you know, ahead of him. Clear concern about the reserves there from Peter Adams. And when you look at the stats, you can see why. Only three race wins from reserve all season from Drew Kemp and Leon Flint. Um, obviously, this is something that Pete Adams has said that he's going to be monitoring. Wolves have been fairly faithful with their reserve lineups over the years, haven't they? And sort of stuck by them quite a lot. But as we've seen with some other clubs now, maybe some clubs are not necessarily in the Premiership, but also in the Championship, maybe getting a little bit itchy and, and, and looking around at the other talent that might be out there. I don't really know what points Wolverhampton would have to play with, but you look at those two riders at reserve and and you do wonder where they're going to find anybody who's going to be stronger. You know, I, I haven't seen an awful lot of uh, Drew this year, but I know he's been certainly 
been riding um, more consistently than I've seen him in recent years. But Leon Flint is a rider with a you know a lot of ability. Um, he he's riding well for Berwick. You know we were at Paul very recently and and saw him win. I think it was three races there on on the trot against some very strong riders um, around that track. So you know he's the potential to turn things around very quickly. So. Yeah, it, it, it all comes down to what options people have, but I would be surprised if there was anybody who could come in and do a better job than, than they could, really. Peterborough moved off the bottom of the Premiership table with a dramatic 46-44 win over A47 rivals Kings Lynn at the East of England Arena on Monday night. The Panthers overcame the loss of Michael Palm Toft with more injury problems after one ride and pulled back from six points down to go into the last heat decider level. Chris Harris, who got 11 plus one, won the race and was unbeaten barring one mechanical failure. Ulrich Ostergaard with 11 plus two supplying the vital third places. Split by Josh Pickering, Panthers reserve Ben Benjamin Basso racked up a crucial 15 plus one score from seven rides. Well, we'll hear from one of those top scorers for the Peterborough Panthers, Ulrich Ostergaard, in just a moment. But first of all, the Kings Lynn top scorer, Josh Pickering, speaking with Dave Rowe. Josh Pickering, lots of fierce racing out there tonight, but Kings Lynn must be devastated not to come away with a win there. Yeah, look, got to keep the head high. That was, I feel like uh, 8 15 then we were, um, we're trying to, we knew Bomb was on it tonight. There's no, no question about it. So, we're going for the minor places, second and third, and Ulrich was riding a very good race, and I was trying to slow it up as safe as I possibly could, and, and I've, I felt like I sort of done that towards the end there, and then as Richard was coming round, he done a chain, which is unfortunate, wasn't meant to be, and um, fair play to the Peterborough boys. But in your situation, a point away from home probably isn't quite enough, really, you to come here looking to win. Yeah, it did. We, we wanted all four points, to be honest, so um, if you want to look at it on another point of view, Peterborough done Ipswich by 10 points the other week, so... They're, they're a strong side, and especially around home, and especially when Bomber's riding the way he is. So uh, I feel we can. there's plenty we can take away from it. Louis had uh, bike issues all night. Jason's just finding his feet still. Thomas had a couple of good races in reserve, but then um, as the track's changing, he sort of struggled with setup a bit. Richie rode very good. Lawson done good as well, and I felt I played my part, but... Um, yeah, just not enough winners tonight. Talk about your personal form. 18 yesterday for Edinburgh. Another big points haul tonight. So things are going well for you. Yeah, personal level. It's been a good year, and I want to continue that form, obviously. But it's not over yet. We've still got plenty to race for, and um, yeah, a win would be nice. I feel like we haven't won one in a long time, you know. So it's a bit disappointing, but I appreciate the Kings Lynn fans that, that come across and uh, here supporting us tonight. So yeah, it was good. Josh Pickering then racking up 15 points, but not enough to stop Kings Lynn slipping to the bottom of the Premiership table as it stands. And getting themselves off the bottom after so long were Peterborough. Let's hear from Ulrich Ostergaard, who had a very close race, perhaps slightly too close, with Josh Pickering at the end of that meeting. He's speaking with Dave Rowe. Uli, what, what a meeting again here at the showground, and what a finish. Heat 15, sensational. Ah, too close for comfort, isn't it? You know, we all trying so hard, and uh, yeah, I'm really pleased we got the win. Uh, we should have won a bit more comfortable, I reckon. But, uh, yeah, everyone chipped in, everyone did the best. And, uh, yeah, really proud to go out in 15 and still uh, do a job, even though it was uh, yeah, a bit close to me and Josh there on the third lap. But uh, we got the win. That was important. And uh, you can see the happy crowd and all that. So I'm happy to be part of that. And you've had a long break before your last ride. You hit 10, then the interval and, and time to get in. And, as you say, Josh Pickering saw he couldn't catch Bomber, so he was doing his best to slow you up. I know, yeah. It was, a, it was a bit of a dirty move. I was a bit pissed off afterwards because I think it's a bit unfair, isn't it? You know, I could have so easily wiped him out and we could have both been injured and you, you don't want to do that. Um, 
I know he was trying to help his teammate, but uh, you know, in the heat of the moment, you just feel a little bit dirty to do that. But uh, anyway, we got the win. I got some points tonight as well, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling better and better week by week. So um, yeah, try to keep it going and hopefully get a bit more comfortable win next time. Yeah, you're looking much happier in the last few home matches. What is the difference? I mean, we're seeing you making better starts. You've got more speed. What's, what's going right? Yeah, I've got a different engine. Uh, that just made a massive difference. Uh, Beso limped me one when I had a bit of a, a bad period. He said, try this engine, see if you want to try it. So I used it, and it's been absolutely flying since I've got it. So uh, it's weird what a, what a different engine can do for you, isn't it? Because I've, you start to doubt yourself a little bit when you think it's you, which is the bike, what is it? So to get a bike that's actually gating and it's actually got a bit of speed as well, it just makes a massive difference and gives you confidence, and you know you can go out there and win every heat, don't you? So... Yeah, I'm pleased about tonight. I'm pleased we got the win because we needed it to get some more points on the board. Yeah, off the bottom of the table now. Next week here is Wolverhampton, who came here and really did a job on Panthers over in the season. Yeah. But hopefully home form better now. You can turn it around next week. Uh, we need to, mate. You know, I think uh, we had a couple of weeks break now, didn't we? So I think, you know, maybe it would be good for Hans to go home. I think he had a few machine problems tonight as well. So hopefully he can get that one sorted for next week. Uh, uh, Scotty had and can go as well. So, um, but like I said, we all need to score points heat, every heat, and we don't need all them zeros. So, if we can do that, I'm sure we can beat Wolves. And we need it if we want to climb that table and uh, get them playoffs. Can you give me a quick word on Bomber? I mean, have you seen Bomber ride better any time during his career? Sometimes you're so, following him. It's so annoying riding with him because he's so quick. He'd, no team riding, is there? No. Ah, he's doing phenomenal. You know, it's you can't really put any words into it. No matter where he puts the bike at the minute, it just seems to be going. So. Um, yeah, he got so much confidence, doesn't he? And he just go out there with a smile on his face. And, you know, I've been doing that tonight. I've been doing that lately as well. And you can just see if you do that, if you're relaxing the bike and you feel happy about what you're doing, you, you score points. And that's what Bomber's been doing. So it's good to have him, have him in the team. And the rest of us just need to pick it up a little bit more and uh, we'll be there. Well, from not having a point on the board until a few weeks ago to now climbing off the bottom of the table... That's got to be big news. Let's hear the thoughts of the team manager, Rob Lyon, who's reflecting on that win over there near neighbours, Kingsland, with Dave Rowe. Well, it could have gone either way. I mean, it was tight, wasn't it? And we knew we got heats 12 and 14 were critical for us. And, and like we had to make the sacrifice and, and put Jordan in 13. And, and uh, it, it sort of worked out for us. But, yeah, it was tight. But I'm pleased the boys managed to pull it off, especially with Tofty pulling out. And... Uh, yeah, great team performance. Obviously, Chris Harris is flying in best form. We've seen him for, for years, I would say. But credit to Ulrich, who had a long break before Heat 15 and came out and did that job there with Josh Pickering trying to team ride him out. Yeah, it was a bit hectic there, wasn't it? And, yeah, we, you could see what was going to what Josh was trying to do and fair play. But, yeah, Ulrich managed to hold on and, uh, you know, with Bomber flying, 4-2 was enough. But, yeah, good meeting and some good racing and another three points for us. we just got to keep, keep pushing now. Off the bottom is a psychological difference, I suppose? A little bit, yeah. I mean, it means we're now chasing fourth, um, but we've got a long way to go. We've got another half of the season yet, and we know we've got to pull some away wins in and keep winning at home And uh, if we've got a chance of playoffs, but we'll keep pushing hard, and, and hopefully we can get there. What's the news on Tofty? Because obviously he did probably half a lap before he could see things weren't right, so you can't have riders pulling out repeatedly. What's the situation? How long do you think he'll be out for? Well, we haven't really discussed it. We'll talk in, we'll talk in a few days and, and see how he is. Um, I mean, he had pain where he jarred it coming off that second corner and uh, he had pain where he hadn't had previously all week. So, you know, tr tr tricky one really, but I think he probably needs to get some laps in and test it before he comes back competitively, to be honest. But we'll, we'll monitor it each, each day, I think. I guess tonight there was no real downside to it because everyone's racing anyway, so guests were non-existent. So one ride IRR and then you're away. It's just a, a busy night for the team manager of juggling everything around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
but you know IRR has become part of our, our makeup you know after last year I think but uh, unfortunately but yeah we managed to juggle and, and get there in the end and that's the main thing. Quick word on Jordan Palin what's the situation there we understand he had a, a big crash uh, at Bellevue testing last Thursday. Mm. Yeah I think he's uh, I think he was out with concussion and um, I think he needs some time out um, I think it was uh, you know a nasty crash I understand so um, a little bit of time out and like again we'll, we'll keep in touch with him and, and see how he is and monitor that one as we go forward. And just finally, Pairs obviously on Thursday but then Wolverhampton back here on Monday who very much did a job on Panther Dogan in the season, another crucial home meeting to win that one. Yeah, absolutely. Pairs, uh, Kings in Thursday, we you know, we sort of uh, we were last here, I think we were fifth at Ipswich so hopefully we can be fourth or better at Kings Lynn on Thursday. Um, but next Monday's a big one again, you know, they keep coming and the boys have got momentum now, so hopefully we can um, have a fully fit team and uh, Tofty can get back to winning ways and, and you know pull off a win. Thanks, Rob. Good choice tonight. Thank you. No worries. So there's Rob Lyon. Ben Duffel is our guest. Um, ben, it's been a funny old start to the season for Peterborough, hasn't it? They, they started, obviously, as champions, took that hammering at Bellevue and um, and then up until a few weeks ago had zero points on the board. And, and now, all of a sudden, they've had some fairly close meetings, but they all count get the win, the three points go on the board and they've uh, pulled themselves off the bottom of the table and uh, things starting to head in the right direction for the reigning champions. Yeah, what a strange one. Eh? I mean, that the side was you know, virtually unchanged from last year and to, to go from a team that was that dominant to, you know, struggling at the other end of the table is, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's hard to fathom what's gone on there really, but... You know they're a team full of potential. Uh, there are a few people who are not quite performing as as they can. Um, you do think that there are only a couple of riders clicking away from from being a decent side again. But you know the, the new averages, fortunately for them, keep Ben Basso at reserve. You know he's a rider with huge potential and and somebody I rate really highly. Um, and Chris Harris, you know, since he's had his new engine as well, um, it seems to be riding as well as he ever has. So. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a team that, you know, definitely have the potential to turn things around. But for whatever reason, it's just not worked for them. But um, certainly from a fan's perspective, you know, uh, meetings that close at home around a, a racetrack as good as Peterborough, uh, there'll certainly be no lack of entertainment there, which is why people go at the end of the day. The only downside, really, of, of last night was the loss of Michael Palm Toft. Um, he retired after his first ride and uh, re-aggravation of an existing shoulder problem, we understand. Not sure how long he's going to be on the sidelines for, but um, quite a loss, really. You know, he's, he's, he's number three in the averages, so they can get a guess for him, can't they? But still a big miss in the Peterborough side. Yeah, guess for your top three. Um, so they'll have options there, but... One thing they won't be able to replace is Tofty's ability at home. You know, he's so quick around Peterborough. And, you know, there's a shortage of riders as it is without losing somebody who's that vital, really, to your, you know, your performances. So a big blow to Peterborough, but hopefully he's not going to be out for too much longer. But, you know, the crash he had at Pull was a really nasty one. And, you know, the fact he's actually back on a bike at all at the moment is is quite remarkable anyway. So... Yeah, hopefully he's not too bad anyway. And looking ahead at the next fixtures for Kings Lynn, of course, who now currently occupy bottom spot in the Premiership, um, the last place you probably want to be going for a morale-boosting match is a trip to the National Speedway Stadium to, to face Bellevue on the form they're currently on, but that's the task that's next up in the Premiership for Kings Lynn. 
that that's going to be a tough one for them, isn't it? And they're going to be relying, you know, upon their their, their big hitters there again. But you know, you look through Kings inside, and and again, there's riders there with a lot of potential. Particularly, you know, Thomas Jorgensen down at reserve is a rider who could score heavily from there. But you know, Bellevue is one of those tracks you just can't underestimate anybody. So I certainly wouldn't want to uh, to to say for certain who's going to come out on top of that one. But yeah, it would be really difficult to. Uh, to look much further than Bellevue, really. Ben Duffel, the former promoter at Red Car Bears and now chief of the British Speedway Network live streaming service, is with us this week on No Breaks, No Fear. And we'll speak to Ben about the BSN operation in just a few minutes because uh, it's a big week for BSN. Three matches in three days, including the Premiership pairs and a couple of fixtures in the Championship. And we'll look ahead to the Premiership pairs as well in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. This week on the episode, we are joined by the head of the British Speedway Network, Ben Duffel. Now, Ben's career a year ago uh, took him to the point where he was a co-promoter and uh, a long-standing one, actually, at uh, the Red Car Bears and been involved in that club for, for a number of years. Of course, Ben used to be a rider uh, back in the day. He's been a team manager. I mean, done pretty much everything, as he said in his own words at the start of this, apart from refereed now. But uh, these days, he is in charge of BSN, British Speedway Network, which is the live streaming service, which I know many people uh, will have experienced at some point through the course of this season. Um, Ben, just to have a word about BSN and the whole operation, I'm involved because I'm one of the commentators and it's been fantastic to, to work on and, and to sort of go and see all these tracks around British Speedway but the journey really goes earlier than that because you, you were doing live streaming at Redcar last year and, and you got that off the ground and then one thing has led to another and you've taken it up a whole notch yeah it it's all come about really quickly um you know myself and and Martin Hunter well Martin was a volunteer of mine while I was at Redcar Speedway and we decided to to put a live streaming service in place at Redcar last year, which which we worked on the whole season. We got to the end of the year and, you know, Martin and myself got about speaking, you know, this would be great to do something collectively for the league because the championship is had been so underrepresented. There's a lot of variety there, a lot of great tracks that people hadn't seen. And, you know, it, all of this was just an idea uh, as recently as January. And, um yeah, it, it's just taken off really, really quickly. We, we've put the whole project together and there's been a monumental amount, amount of work that, that's gone into getting the project as, as far as it has. Um, you know, we're, we're both really passionate about Speedway and, and yourself included. Our, our team feel exactly the same way. And, you know, it's, it's exciting and a pleasure to, to bring more Speedway to, to, to people, you know, not just in the UK, but around the world. And, yeah, we had one or two hiccups along the way, but we've we, we've certainly 
worked hard and invested where we needed to to put those things right and and things are moving in the right direction feedback's good and uh yeah it it's just a a great journey to to be on really i think um you know having seen how it all works and and you know working as as part of the the bsn team a lot of people will really not understand the amount of work that goes in before a meeting, you know, the sheer amount of work and setup that's required. Because unlike club live streams that have, have got everything sort of set up and it's a lot quicker to get everything up and running, I suppose, every time BSN arrive at, at a, a stadium to do a live stream, everything comes out the back of the van and is set up from scratch. The cables are put in around the stadium, so there's all that to do. Obviously, there's the cameras to set up, there's all the wiring, there's the health and safety, there's scaffolding towers to be built and all this kind of stuff. And then after the meeting's finished, it's all taken back down and back out again that night as well. And in the case this week, doing three meetings, one after the other, obviously that's all packed up and driven to the next location this week being Kings Lynn to Edinburgh. So it's, you know, there's a, a lot of distance involved as well. So, I, I, you know, the amount of effort that goes in, and it's a, it is a very small team that, that do it. And therefore, once you've rigged stuff up, you do occasionally have some technical issues. And, and, and those are things that uh, you've, you've worked very, very hard indeed to fix over the course of the, uh, the first few months. Yeah, it is, and that that's the biggest challenges we've faced. Really, is just the, the the you know the difference that we find, particularly with cellular signal between stadiums. I don't know whether people are really too aware of, of how this all works, but we, we we don't generally have Wi-Fi or, or internet within the stadiums, so we're working purely off cellular signals everywhere we go at the moment, and. Um, We've we've recently invested in new equipment. I see the same. Uh, I won't go into the, the technicalities of it all because it probably baffled too many people. But it's the same equipment that Eurosport are using now for a lot of their remote productions, and it's completely transformed things for us. But you know, we we, we were thinking actually it would be quite good to document how we do set up at these stadiums because we we tend to be there. Um, you know, from I would say ten eleven o'clock in the morning. Um, we we want stop setting up and and testing our equipment until very shortly before we go live obviously we do all the pre-recorded stuff and then once the show's finished we'll be there usually till midnight and then back on the road so they're they're typically i would say anything between 18 to, to 20 hour days for us and you know this this week when we've got three on the trot is is going to be um yeah it's going to be a, a a really hard slog because there's going to be little sleep between them but you know this this is what we signed up for you know we we really enjoy it um but but it is it is challenging and we've we've had to learn really quickly as well you know we we are um new to the industry you know we we worked with with record speedway last year um but this is on a completely different scale to what we've done before but you know we um yeah, we're we're happy where we've got with the project. Uh, we're improving all the time, and, and we're really ambitious. You know that we we've still got a lot of plans to develop BSM further, and and hopefully we're going to be around for for a long time as well. I think it's also important to point out that if you buy a BSN live stream or you buy a, a monthly pass or an annual pass, that uh, a good proportion of your money that you pay goes back directly 
into British Speedway and the money's shared among the clubs and that's why there's two subscriptions one for the championship one for the premiership stuff because the clubs in those respective uh, groups will will benefit from from that portion of money so you are putting money back into to your club to all clubs to all of Speedway by by watching one of the BSN live streams it is and you know that was one of the the ambitions we had with BSN really was was something that was going to benefit every club and and it will as well because you know a lot of clubs are at the moment um, that there's no secret that the British, some British speedway clubs are, are struggling you know we've seen Newcastle fold uh, tragically very recently and you know we we've also heard reports from Birmingham that things aren't quite rosy there so anything we can do to you know safeguard these clubs and and, and help secure the future is has got to be a good thing and you know the public have really got behind this there's been a lot of support there and I think a lot of belief in in what we're trying to achieve um but yeah when we when we started out this was very much a championship channel um we 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 very much hoped that we would be able to work with the premiership but we never expected it to come about quite as quickly as it did um but it's it's something we're really excited and I feel quite honored to be involved in um you look at the names there in those lineups and there's some world-class riders there um so yeah we we, we didn't plan for that financially initially uh, we you know we advertised as a championship channel and we're really clear with what we were selling which was 35 championship meetings but um yeah obviously we 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 couldn't offer the premierships uh, services for free as well because um they're not going to allow us to go there and film for free either so you know, this this is you know the money we get from 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 the pairs is going back into the Premiership clubs as well. So, yeah, it's um, hopefully that this is something that'll be here to stay. Um, I think streaming, particularly the last couple of years, the value has been quite evident with clubs doing their own streams and and obviously with BSN as well. So, if it can bring in some some extra revenue for those clubs and keep the heads above water, then. And not only that, we were obviously entertaining people at home and, and giving them more to watch. Regular speed, we're weekly, <laughs> three this week, then then I think there's a lot that we can say that's positive, really, about what we're trying to achieve here. Well, if you haven't checked out BSN so far, you have uh, three chances to do so through the course of this week. And that next one will be on Thursday for the Premiership Pairs at Kings Lynn, round three of the Premiership Pairs. And uh, here's the lineups that'll be uh, racing for the respective teams. And I'm going to read out the teams in riding order because you've got the teams allocated the uh, the, the various slots, A, B, C, D, E, F. So uh, Team A will be Wolverhampton. And they'll be tracking Sam Masters, Nick Morris and Leon Flint as the rising star. Team B will be Bellevue Aces with Max Frick, Matt A. Zagar and Tom Brennan. Team C is the Ipswich Witches with Jason Doyle, Danny King and Danian Hume. Team D will be Kings Lynn, Josh Pickering, Richard Lawson and Jason Edwards as the rising star. And then now, well, Peterborough Panthers, I'm not sure about this, uh, Chris Harris, Michael Palm Toft and Jordan Jenkins is programmed, but with uh, Tofty withdrawing on Monday, is that still the case, Ben? Do you know? I know he's been replaced with Hans Anderson, so it doesn't look as though he'll be fit, unfortunately. Okay, there you go. Chris Harrison, Hans Anderson with Jordan Jenkins for the Peterborough Panthers. And for the Sheffield Tigers, it will be Jack Holder, Adam Ellis, and Connor Mountain. So strong lineups. 
couple of Grand Prix riders among them. Some ex-Grand Prix riders also involved as well. And uh, it's uh, we know what we're going to get from these. It's Heat 13 and Heat 15 all the way through. Kings Lynn and Sheffield joint leaders of the championship so far. But at the time of recording this, of course, still four rounds left to go. Um, Ipswich, Bellevue, they could certainly still get themselves in there or thereabouts. No, well, it's only been two rounds, like you said, hasn't it? Another four to go. So there's a long way to go yet. But, I mean, you look through all of those lineups and, and there are capable riders in, in every single team. It'll only take a, a couple of good results from both down at the bottom of the table to, to make the way back up. But... Um, yeah, I mean, who would have thought as well Kingsland would win that first leg at Peterborough? It just shows that anything can happen. Um, they're on their, their obviously home track this this time. Both Josh Pickering in particular um, enjoying a great season as well as Richard Lawson. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at the, the likes of you know Zagar, Frick, Jason Doyle, just to name a few, Jack Holder. Um, it's a really exciting competition, and and to have you know that kind of class condensed as closely as that in this in this um, you know pairs competition, it, it it's almost akin to the um, you know the 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 fours that we had many years ago, um, but obviously in a different format. But you know it gives everybody a bit of home track advantage at times, but also it's it's something good for the fans to travel to as well. And yeah, it's. Um, it's a great competition and I'm really looking forward to seeing you know where it goes from here. Each rising star for each team has to have at least one ride at some point. Um, maybe interestingly, Bellevue have got Tom Brennan, who is the first rising star ever to make it into the main body of uh, his team currently, which is fantastic for Tom, but he's... He's not really in a rising star position at this moment in time, technically speaking, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, well deserved, though. You know, it just shows that's that's what this scheme is there for is to to help these guys progress, and and Tom's proving just that. So, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure that'll give him an advantage there. Tom, Tom is obviously the, the the you know the standout rider, having moved into the main body, but still some really capable guys amongst you know the other rising stars and. Yeah, those guys only get to race once. It's interesting, really, where the team managers use them because um, ideally, I think they would race against each other. Um, certainly, would would make the racing a little bit closer in those heats. But at the same time, you know, it it gives the team managers uh, a tactical approach as well, doesn't it? So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they utilise those riders. It was interesting at Ipswich where the the various rising stars seemed to be kind of permanently on standby and the team managers were were waiting for their opposition managers to make a move by sticking their rising star in so if it did happen they immediately had their rising star ready to go out as well and quite a few short notice changes to the teams of course gate positions being another one and that provides an extra challenge from the from the tv point of view as well doesn't it we're getting the graphics right and knowing exactly who's where yeah, that that was a huge challenge actually to be able to 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 work our graphics package that we could change the lineups that quickly and have the riders align in the right position. Um, you know, we, the, the Premiership have been really good working with us from the pits, so we we do tend to get those changes as quickly as we can. But you know, a big shout out to Dave Gambrill from from CandySoft there, who's helped us to to develop that package. Um, but yeah, it it's um it certainly kept Martin on his toes. I know that much. I'm not so sure about me, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, 
it's it's working all right, which is which is the main thing. It certainly spices it up, and that's got to be a good thing every now and again. Uh, so, Ben, if people are asking themselves the question, how do I find out more about this BSN thing to watch Speedway? Where do they go for more info? Because, say, we've got uh, three matches coming up. The pairs on Thursday, Edinburgh versus Poole on Friday, and Berwick versus Poole on Saturday, which we'll uh, talk more about in the next part of this when we do a bit of a focus on the championship next here on uh, on the podcast. But where do they go for more info? So you just head on over to the uh, British Speedway Network website. So that's watchbritishspeedway.co.uk. And um, we're really highly active on, on socials as well. So if you just uh, search BSN, British Speedway Network, or at Watch Speedway, you'll find us there. So quite easy to find easy to use and uh yeah if you haven't tried it give it a go because um the, the the meetings this week i mean there's a lot of value there you've got two regular championship meetings and actually four within a seven day period because we've got oxford next wednesday as well and um obviously you've the premiership pairs which i think is going to be a, a a great meeting as well yeah it's a busy time on that front and the weather is going to be great as well which makes a huge difference so um, hope you can join us on that one and in the next part of No Breaks No Fear we are turning the spotlight on the championship there's lots to get through and some interviews to bring you with Lawrence Rogers Danian Hume Dylan Rommel uh, the new signing for the Berwick Bandits Jonas Knudsen Stuart Dixon and Dale Allitt all on the way before the end of No Breaks No Fear I told you it was a jam-packed show we continue next No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. In this final part, our focus is very much on the championship. And uh, joining me is um, the head of the British Speedway Network live streaming service, uh, Ben Duffill, with us. Also uh, promoter this time last year with the Red Car Bears and uh, team manager over the time there as well. Former rider with Glasgow back in the day. Um, let's talk about Glasgow because they're uh, riding against Birmingham uh, at Perry Bar on Wednesday night. The top spots in the championship is not fully cut and dried yet, as much as Stuart Dixon would like to think that's the case. Uh, And yes, the various teams have got to win their matches, but Glasgow, Poole, even Plymouth could actually still grab top spot mathematically yet. So there's still quite a lot to race for and uh, the pressure on uh, on Glasgow to to keep up the pressure at the top on Leicester. It is, and and Glasgow will be eyeing up that top spot. They they are a team that expect uh, success. Um, so they, they they will be going to Birmingham to take four points, no doubt about that. But like you said, Birmingham, uh, particularly since Sedgie's come in as well, I've been really impressed with him. Um, you know, he, he sat out the start of the season, but he's come in and, and started scoring points from you know from the off. Um, but you, you've you've got to feel for Birmingham. You know, they've had so many challenges and and they've worked so hard both on and off the track this year to put things right. So um, yeah, they're, they're a team that are capable and on paper are a decent side as well you know they beat red car quite convincingly at home very recently so glasgow won't have it all their own way but um yeah <laughs> keep an eye on that one because uh it should be a good meeting certainly reasons to be optimistic for the birmingham brummies let's hear from birmingham boss lawrence rogers right now with ryan guest well lawrence it's been a great upturning form at perry bar for the brummies two tremendous wins against uh, plymouth and Rick 
Not very much so. The red car one, especially, that was a, a trouncing, I put it as, but uh, we enjoyed that. Yeah, it was the, the start to that fixture in particular which shocked a lot of people. I think it was 16 points up after after six races. Um, and, and full credit to the boys because a lot of people thought red car were going to turn up in, in, in the West Midlands, win comfortably, and uh, the, the boys had their say. Very much so. They were, they were on it from uh, heat one. I think we had four or five ones in the first six races. You know, and uh, we we hit them from every angle, we, and you know the result could have been even better had uh, you know says you not had problems in the one with the, with the carburetor. What do you think's changed in those last two home meetings at Birmingham? A bit of belief in themselves. And I think you know the, the win against Plymouth made them uh, you know really up, upbeat, and so uh, that that was there. But even on the track walk, they were all up for it, and that, that that's going to be good. You know, team spirit was was very good. You know, and. Uh, they produced it. Yeah, uh, a lot of people were saying, obviously, when you were, were suffering those uh, uh, few defeats at home in, the, in that uh, bad spell for the Brummies, a lot of people were saying it just needed one or two more riders to, to maybe do their job. In recent weeks, we've seen uh, skipper Ashley Morris. Um, he's, he's been scoring above his average. And even when Klaus Vissing returned against Red Carver as well, he chipped in. And, and maybe, maybe those people were right. It, it did just need one or two more people doing the job. Yeah, I did say all along, you know, when all seven click, we're going to really hit somebody, and we did. And you know, yeah, you know, Klaus had two great heat wins in that. Ash was on the pace up to a pay, pay ten in that meeting. It just shows what we can do. This Wednesday night, it's uh, Glasgow Tigers. Obviously, they're flying high. They've had two terrific home wins over Leicester and Redcar, so uh, they're going to prove to be tough opposition. Nevertheless, it's a, a great chance for the Brummies to make it a hat-trick of home wins. It is, yeah. And, of course, a, a few ex-Brummies in there in uh, Ulrich and Danian. And it'd be strange to see Tom Brennan not wearing a Birmingham uh, race jacket wearing a Glasgow. I'll tell, I'll tell him I'm not even going to talk to him. Yeah, it's a, a strange one as well because I think that's uh, one of the, uh, the the last league fixtures at, at Perry Bar. I know there's uh, Berwick still to come in August off the top top of my head but um, like you say it's going to be going to be strange with, with the, the league meetings running out to an extent and, and the summer trophy uh, just around the corner next week yeah summer trophies to come we, you know we, we've got through our league fixtures you know in time which is good you know but uh, we could do with a few more so but unfortunately we're not going to make the playoffs now by the look of it but uh, you know it's, it's been a yeah, a good few weeks for us. Uh, a quick word on uh, some of the Brummies riders. Uh, first of all, James Pearson down at reserve, obviously, uh, was brought into the, the team. No pressure on his shoulders as a, a, a teenager. Um, and like you say, his first year in British Speedway, we, we've certainly seen some glimpses. Yeah, it's a learning curve for him. And, you know, as you said, from day one, there was no pressure on him. He's produced some good rides from time to time. Not as consistent as he wants to be, but that'll come. It'll be in year two. We'll, we'll gain from that. Justin Sedgman um, obviously proved to be a, a really good uh, mid-season signing. Um, some good news for him last week as well, obviously securing that premiership spot with Sheffield as well. Yeah, he's been flying everywhere. He's getting good guest bookings in both leagues and scoring well. Uh, and against uh, you know for Sheffield last week, he was good and deserves his uh, chance in the big league. Just finally, um, I know Josh Orty uh, uh, about three, four weeks ago said he was going to be targeting July the 20th comeback. I know, I think he's got a, another checkup coming up. Um, what's, what's the latest with Josh? Do you, do you think July 20th is a, a realistic comeback date? Yeah, it's hard to say, isn't it? It's a, he is having, a, it, you know, being looked at again, but, you know, maybe it's too early. We don't know, but, uh, you know, it's down to the man himself to say he's feeling fit. So there's Lawrence Rogers, the Birmingham Brummies boss. What about the Glasgow Tigers? They've certainly had some thumping wins at home at Ashfield, but sometimes on the road it's been a little more tricky. That said, Tom Brennan has had quite a few guest appearances for the Birmingham Brummies recently. 
And let's hear right now from another of the Glasgow stars. Danian Hume has been chatting about uh, the recent results and looking ahead to the next fixture with Birmingham with Ryan Guest. Well, Danian, it was uh, another terrific performance, another great result for, for the Glasgow Tigers against Red Car on Friday night. It was, mate. Um, it was one of those. We just got dialed into the track early doors and um, track came to us a little bit. Um, obviously, last week it was the same as that. So, um, setup wise we knew where to start off. And, yeah, the result wasn't really expected, but we all enjoyed it. Like you say, it was uh, another big win. Um, it, it backed up that, that big, big win over Leicester the week before as well. And how much do you think the, the confidence carried over from that uh, that sizable victory over the Lions? Oh, massive. And it was one of those things, you, when you go out and enjoy it, the, the results have came. So, everyone was... Um, we're enjoying it this is this is the main thing and um with Leicester no one expected us to do what we've done and we just carried our home performance yeah certainly did uh, Craig Cook he was a, a, a bit of an injury debt there was uh, some concern over his fitness obviously after the uh, two crashes he'd had the week previous but he, he was absolutely stunning with that 15 point max oh mate it was, it was flying and um if he was riding well the following week it would have been even more against Leicester um so I know we used the injured rider replacement and we still managed to pull away of Leicester um, it could have even been even more with Cookie and the team, but he bounced back this week and got the job done. I know it's an old cliche when your number one's doing well, it, it inspires the rest of the team, but with someone like Cookie, who's obviously been at Glasgow for a, a number of years now, when, when he's really on form, it really does it does really get everyone else going in the side. Oh, you're right, yeah, it just spurs, spurs everyone else on. And um, but even like, like he's had a, a couple of off meetings, um, all of us have dug deep and we've got like, strength throughout the whole team. It's not like... We've got a couple of good heat leaders and weaker reserves or something. We're, we're solid all the way through the team. And I think when it's hard going like it, it has been at certain points, we've dug deep and, yeah, come with the results we wanted. Yeah, for, for the team perspective as well, obviously with the, the Newcastle results coming off the table, it has changed things towards the, the top. And obviously that, that top two is what, what the Tigers are aiming for. Exactly, yeah. And uh, like I said, with Newcastle um, coming out of the league, we've lost, um, well, we've lost the points home and away. Um, and obviously we annihilated them at home so a bit of a shame but it's the same for everyone Um, we've just got to work harder now and get where we want to be for yourself, the change in the averages obviously saw you promoted into the, the main body of the team. I think it was six paid eight against Redcar, so you've you got to be happy with that first meeting. Uh, definitely, yeah. To be honest, I quite like being at number two. Um, number six and two for me, um, each rider says different, but I think they're just as hard as each other. And I just enjoy my racing, and doesn't matter what number I'm at, I always give it a go and hopefully come away with the result I want. Yeah, and like you say, we, we've spoken on the on the podcast before about the, the progression, the, the steps up the British Speedway ladder you, you're taking. The, this probably was the, the next one, and, and now I guess it's to, to maintain that position in the main body. Uh, definitely, yeah, that's that's where I want to be, and that's well, at the start of the year, um, I said to myself I want to finish in the, in the main body of the team and, and increase my average, and I've done that already, so if I'm... Well, I can stay where I am and just keep banging in the points. I'll be happy. Yep. Next up for the Tigers, uh, it's a, a trip to Perry Bar, the, the home of Birmingham Brummies. Obviously, a, a place you know very well. So hopefully, you and the Tigers can can carry that on there. Yeah, nice local one for me for a change. So yeah, looking forward to going there. And yeah, I know um, some of the boys have been there this year already, guesting. So hopefully, they can tell us a bit of track knowledge and yeah, go from there and come wherever result we want. So there's Danny and Hume. He'll be racing for the Glasgow Tigers on Wednesday on their trip to Perry Bar to take on the Birmingham Brummies. It gets underway at 7.30 and also getting underway at the same time at the Oxford Stadium. On Sandy Lane in Oxford will be the Oxford Cheaters versus the Plymouth Gladiators. Plymouth, um, Ben, 
they are still there or thereabouts. They're currently fourth in the league table at the time of recording this. And, you know, more wins on the road, uh, which, you know, they have achieved and they've certainly not been embarrassed even racing against teams like uh, like Poole, of course, on their own patch a, a couple of weeks ago, as we know. You know, they, they're still in with a shout of a top two finish. It's it's very much mathematically possible. Maybe you might say there are teams that are going to have a say on that, but... You know they've they've had a terrific season, haven't they, Plymouth? A good good side. You know, um, the the one thing that Plymouth have got working against them is is they're going to be relying upon guests and an RR now. Michael Palm Toffs out as well, possibly. So, um, yeah, that one thing that does work for them is they're a Tuesday night club, so they they don't have anybody to be clashing against with at home, which makes that selection a, a little bit easier. But um, yeah, fair play to them. You know, they they were a team that really struggled last year, and and they're right there in the mix. And you know, you talk to Mark Phillips, and he's very much a man that wants to win the league, as does his riders. But you know, Oxford, a, a team that I don't know whether they've maybe struggled with a a little bit of a lack of home advantage this year. But on paper, they're a really good side. Um, you know, Aaron Summers coming back from retirement, uh, and. Looks like he's never been away. In fact, he he looks more determined and hungry to me than than he did when he retired. So, you know, bringing Paul Stark in was a, a shrewd move, and and to me, it shows they haven't really given up on on reaching the playoffs. But it, it's going to be a, a big ask for them to get there now. But you, you can see that they're, they're not giving up. Um, again, should should be another tasty fixture that one. Okay, let's hear from one of the Oxford cheaters number. Then Dylan Rummel has been speaking with Ryan Guest. Well, Dylan, uh, with your performances and scores over the past few weeks, uh, got to be a, a pretty happy man right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely happy. I think, uh, you know, I'm miles ahead of where I was last year. So, yeah, I think as long as I can kind of, you know, keep making progress and, you know, be anything but stagnant, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I know speaking to you last year, obviously, it was your first year over here in uh, in British Speedway. It was all about a learning curve, getting used to the, the, the whole programme of it, all, all the new tracks, all the setups, that sort of thing. So, like you say, the second year was always going to be about showing how, how, how you could progress. Um, and, uh, and like you say, certainly learn plenty and, and using plenty of knowledge so far. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, having somebody like, like Jason Crump and, you know, all the boys on the team, you know, it's... I mean, I've learned more probably in the last two years than the last 10 before that. So, yeah, no, I think um, I'm definitely, definitely when I first came over, it was quite a bit of a culture shock, you know, but I think this year I had a lot more of an idea of what to expect and, you know, kind of went through the motions a little bit easier. So I think I was able to get stuck in a bit quicker. And I, I mean, so many circumstances that, I mean, just being when you're off the bike, it translates to, you know, on track. So I think my my situation this year is a lot better off. So, I mean, and the results show. Yeah, I think we saw a, a couple of meetings towards the back end of last year at Plymouth. Obviously, a, a track he'd been riding around week in, week out. They started getting better. But like you say, particularly on the away tracks, now you've been there once, you, you kind of know what to expect, don't you? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's that's the huge thing just because, I mean, being back in the States, we, we race nothing like it. I mean, I think I, I've said this before, and I mean, it's hardly even the same sport. You know, I mean, when you come here, you're racing so many different guys, so many different tracks. I mean, some, so much goes into it along with, I mean, knowing the setup, knowing the, the right changes to make, what might work here, you know, probably doesn't work back home and vice versa. So, yeah, I think it's just, just learning. I mean, if, if I can take little bits here and there and, you know, use it to, to get a little bit better, you know, each week, then, yeah, I'm happy. 
Yeah, from Oxford, I know the aim was the, the playoffs. Uh, the way the league table's shaping up now, particularly after losing at home to Leicester last week, it, it's looking like that's going to be a, an outside shot now. But nevertheless, obviously, it's a, a great story with what's happened at Oxford this year, and uh, you, you must be re- really impressed with what they've done there. Yeah, yeah, no, all, all the guys down there. I mean, Jamie, he's done he's done a great job with that with that place. It's uh, you know, you see it on the track. It the track provides great racing. It's you know a good surface. It's well maintained. I mean. And for spectators, I mean, if I was going to bring somebody that had no idea what Speedway was, you know, I think Oxford would be one of the places I'd bring them, you know. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely love it there. I love riding for them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and, I mean, the team as well, all the boys that are, you know, that I race alongside are, you know, everybody's pretty cool. We all get along quite well. So there's, you know, there's a bit of banter here and there. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, when we're in the pits and things might not be working for one person, it's kind of, you know, everybody kind of gets together and, you know, shares what, you know, their opinions are. And I think it's good to have that, those opinions being bounced off each other. And this Wednesday, uh, going up against uh, your old club Plymouth as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm hoping, uh, I mean, obviously we want to get the win, but I mean, Plymouth is definitely a strong team. So, yeah, I mean, none of them are easy though. You know, I think uh, lately we, I mean, now we've gotten quite a bit more laps, a lot more track time at Oxford. And I think we're, you know, the team's developing a bit more of a home track advantage, you know, but I mean, at the beginning of the year, it was pretty much new to everybody, you know, so I mean, racing there a lot more. And I think really all we have now left on our schedule is home fixtures. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it, it seemed, might be a little bit far out to, you know, hope to get into playoffs, unfortunately, with the loss with Leicester. But, you know, I think that, you know, we all know what we need to do. So I think is, you know, as long as we can get stuck in early on, um, I, I don't see why we can't, you know, pull for it. Dylan, many thanks for speaking to us. Thank you. Yeah, Oxford versus Plymouth then on Wednesday. Thursday, it's all about the Premiership Pairs Round 3. That's the only meeting in British Speedway. And then on Friday, back to the Championship and uh, more action on the British Speedway Network. This will be a tasty one to watch. Edinburgh Monarchs versus the Pool Pirates. And, um, of course, this has huge significance at the very, very top of the championship, but also in the playoff places as well, where Edinburgh are looking to cement their place and put a bit of daylight between perhaps themselves and the the sides below them. And um, a lot riding on this, Ben. It's a really, really vital match for Edinburgh, that one. You know, the, the, I would say, top four for the playoffs uh, look pretty much cut and dry to me, but certainly, you know, the fifth and sixth place, there's, there's three possibly four four teams there that that can make that so Edinburgh will be aware of that this this is a, a really important fixture for them that they really can't afford to lose any more at home whereas Paul uh, a team obviously gone in for for, for, for top of league as well so Edinburgh you know are a team that are used to success um, they, they're not used to missing out on playoffs and and they they won't like this position so They've they've got two very very strong heat leaders in in Sam Masters and and Josh Pickering. Um, you know some of the other guys seem to be coming to the party, but they really need to step it up if if they're going to reach reach the playoffs. But yeah, again, it's one that we're really pleased to be at. You know, not every meeting on BSN this year has had as much meaning, but there's a lot riding on this one, so it, it's one that's not to be missed. And for Poole, is your your great friend Gary Havelock going to be in charge of Poole for this one, or is uh, is Midlow making the trip? No, it's it's Havy. I saw him uh, at the weekend, yeah, and he was looking forward to going up there. So, yeah, I think um, 
he was telling me the last time he was team managing there, he, he managed to smash up the phone. So he wants to make sure I get that in on the interview as well. <laughs> wow. Two, two fixtures with Gary Havelock as team manager coming up on BSN. That's got to be worth the admission fee alone. Um, the other fixture on Friday then is Redcar versus Berwick. Redcar made a team change. They put Kyle Bickley into their lineup. Um, Adam Roynan makes way there. Of course, Kyle Bickley used to be the team mascot at Redcar. He's been dropped by Berwick. Redcar versus Berwick is his opening fixture. So sometimes it's uh, sort of written in the stars in some ways, isn't it? Yeah, if I mean... That's all the motivation you need, really, isn't it? Is uh, I, I know from past experience that obviously riders don't like being dropped, no matter what the reason. And when you come up against the team that that released you, that there's certainly that little bit more motivation there to go and prove, uh, you know, actually that was the wrong move. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Carl responds to that. But you know, he's he's a, he's a bright young talent. Um, you know, he he. Uh, He'll need to, to make the most of this opportunity uh, and make sure that he's, he's got a team player set at the start of next year. But, yeah, it's it, it's a crunch match for them. And, you know, we, we've we've been around the Berwick promotion quite a bit this year, especially recently. And, and, and they haven't given up on the playoffs, you know. They, they're they still going to fight there all the way. So, Red Car won't have it easy. Um, again, another track without much home advantage, something I'm very, very well aware of. Um, so it's it's all starting to tighten up, you know. We, we we're getting towards the the back end of the the regular season there now, and 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 these meetings are becoming more and more important as we move on. So it, it's going to be interesting to see the way it goes. And a word about Adam Roynan because um, many people will know Adam is is ridden for a for a few teams across British Speedway. He's been really unlucky with injuries. I think maybe the most unlucky rider that there's been in recent times. The and the injuries have struck at the wrong time. You know, he was going really well, career going in the right direction, and then finds himself wiped out for the end of the season, and 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 that's that. It's not been his strongest ever season, but I don't think it's been the worst season of a of a speedway rider in British Speedway. Do you think he'll find himself back into a a team before the end of the season? Yeah, um, Adams, a rider with a lot of ability. He he has had more bad luck, certainly more fair share than, than his fair share of bad luck over the years. But his passion for speedway is still there. As you mentioned, I know Adam quite well, and. I, he actually lives in the area, so I've seen quite a bit of him recently. And you know, Speedway is his life. You know, this is his his passion. He's an absolute fanatic. Um, things haven't worked out for him this year. I know he has struggled with his uh, equipment quite a bit. And from watching him, you know, he he's he's still a good rider. That the ability hasn't left him. Um, you, you do get the feeling that he's one or two meetings away from 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 clicking. And yeah, I think. Um, I don't think it'll be too long before we, we see him pop up in somebody else's lineup because I'm pretty sure I saw the other day he's dropped to a three average and and he's a lot more capable than that. So if a team can get him in at reserve, um, I'm pretty sure someone will take a chance. What's also going to be interesting at the Echo Arena is uh, seeing Jonas Knudsen in action once again. He's the new signing for the Berwick Bandits. He races in SGP2 and um, you'll be able to see him at, uh, at Cardiff if you're going along to that uh, World Under-21 Championships on the Sunday after the main Grand Prix. But uh, Jonas has uh, signed for the Berwick Bandits 
Um, he races in the same team as Benjamin Basso in uh, in Denmark and um, has come through the Danish youth system, which is watched over by a certain Eric Gunderson. Not a bad person to learn your craft from. And anyway, I caught up with Jonas on his very first appearance in British Speedway, where he won his first heat. Quite a way to introduce yourself at the Pool Stadium. Uh, here he is. Oh, yeah, it was awesome to get a good uh, heat win in the first first one. So, um, oh, but uh, of course, I want to score a bit more. I got it in the last heat, but uh, it was it was good. Good start. It, it was an impressive start, and obviously you came up against some tougher opponents as, as the meeting went on. How, how did the meeting unfold for you? How did you feel it went as you met the riders that were further up the riding order? Oh, it was so good. I didn't think so much about it. Um, uh, I need to beat everyone if it's possible, you know. So, but I, I felt like I had a good first one, first meeting. So I just gotta keep on going. And in one race, you you were in with with Chris Harris. You got out front, and I don't think there's a more a experienced pair of hands in British Speedway than having Chris behind you as you you're able to go and do your thing in a five-one out front while he's having the battle behind you awesome awesome team rider that he looked out for me as well to to make me come around so he's good to have on the team talk to you a lot and get you good good advice throughout the meeting so good start but you were yourself looking over your shoulder quite a lot and, and obviously you're still quite a young rider but i know we were with the great britain team manager ollie allen was with us tonight and he'd noticed how much you were looking out for your your opponents and, and your teammates during the course of a, a heat, which is something that you don't really often see with young riders. You know, he, he was he was impressed with how you were looking around. Yeah, um, of course, it's it's the team sport, and um, I never experienced so much uh, team riding and and good atmosphere for a team like Barrick. Um, it's awesome, and um, I just want if they want to help me, I, I want to help them as well. You know, so. And tell us about your education through the, the, the Danish ranks, because the, the youth system there, many people in Great Britain will be familiar with the name of Eric Gunderson, of course, one of the, the greatest riders yeah. of all time. And, and he's involved in the youth development in Denmark, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I've had him under my uh, shoulders for, for my whole young, uh, the whole young stage, and um, he supported me, and I can always ring him. So he's, he's a good guy to have uh, next to you. Yeah, absolutely so. Well, good luck with uh, your next meetings anyway, and, and welcome to British Speedway. Cheers, thank you. Yeah, definitely one to watch. Jonas Knudsen, the new signing for the Berwick Bandits. And uh, you there, you saw his first appearance, Ben, and uh, you were impressed with him too. I didn't really know what to expect of Jonas. I, I hadn't seen him race before. I, I know that he was, I think he was um, the, the 250cc world champion, which which highlights how much potential he has. But he's, he's quite a tall rider, but he, he's got a really nice style on the bike, very natural. Um, he, he'd never seen Paul's track before, but he went out and beat some really good riders. He beat Richard Lawson in one of them. So that, that highlights how much potential this guy's got. To have him on a five average uh, at reserve for Berwick is, is certainly a, a bonus. And, and it's a bonus for British Speedway. You know, we're at a stage where we, we've already discussed we... We have a, a shortage of riders, so to, to get people like him over here and in the team places is good for, for British Speedway as a whole. So I'm excited to, to watch him, not just on Saturday, but to, to see where his career goes over the next few years because um, I think he can go quite a long way. 
Yeah, so uh, that's Berwick's trip to Redcar on Friday and then, of course, Berwick in action on the Saturday, taking on the Pool Pirates. Now, the start time for this match has been delayed by 30 minutes. It's going to start at 7.30. Advertised to start at 7. It's now 7.30. To give you extra chance to get from Glasgow down to Berwick. Now, why might you be going to Glasgow? Well, of course, it's the Test Match. Great Britain taking on a rest-of-the-world side. That starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon at Ashfield, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to uh, nip in on your way back. If you're heading back south, uh, call in at Shieldfield Park, just off the A1, of course, and uh, you'll be taking... Berwick versus Poole as well so they're giving an extra half hour to try and make it a bit more comfortable on that journey the Great Britain side by the way will feature Charles Wright Craig Cook Carl Howarth Tom Brennan uh, and uh, the rest of the world features Jason Doyle Norik Bladorn Max Frick Luke Becker Rasmus Jensen Dylan Rummel a couple of changes to the Great Britain lineup with the injuries to Dan Bewley and Jordan Palin who are due to be part of it uh, those uh, changes are to be announced at the time of recording um a word about Leicester. They're not riding this week. They're back in action next week. They'll, they also will be on BSN as they uh, take on the Edinburgh Monarchs at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena. Uh, let's hear from Stuart Dixon right now after his side's um, win against Oxford, their final away meeting of the regular season. Stuart, really enjoyable meeting. You said you wanted to win here and you did in a, in a great heat 15. Yeah, it was a great meeting. I thought it was a great advert for the championship. Um, I said we did what we went here. We wanted to finish our, our final away league meeting. Uh, David, we win. We got the win. Um, it was nipped up throughout. Um, how how a good meeting should be, and um, all come down to heat 15. Um, and a really really tough first bend. Uh, no quarter Arsenal given by four top championship riders. Um, and then um, we managed to get the 5-1 and get three points. So obviously very pleased for a lesser perspective, yeah. Did you have a discussion over who to put in Heat 15? You've got three good Heat leaders. Kyle crashed in his first one and had a couple of wins. Was it always going to be Richie and Nick? Um, I waited. Obviously, I wanted to see the outcome of Heat 13, you know, sort of thing. But uh, I felt that um, Nick had started a strongest gator. Richie had finished a strongest gator as the meeting went on. So I, 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 I plumped for Richie and Nick even before a new choice of gates. When when we got the choice of gates, I was going, I was going to go Richie off a gate too. Richie is my sort of go-to rider when I need a job done to clamp somebody. When they picked one and three, Richie was the man to go to for the clamping job. Uh, he, 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 he managed to do it. It doesn't always happen, but he managed to do it. <coughs> and Nick got a stormer off a game four, which, which is a hard part as well, because when somebody does that job, you've got a responsibility then to to reward that rider by being there when he looks for you coming off a gate too he managed to get there and uh, superb really really pleased uh, fantastic away support tonight yep. massive away support and uh, so so pleased to get three points uh, obviously we can still be caught you know by a couple of cl- couple of clubs but um um, so, so very well pleased obviously to get a three points just finally obviously you've got two more home matches now if you win them I wouldn't have thought you could be caught unless someone has an incredible run of away win so the prospects are that you should be top of the table come a month or so's time well mathematically I think maybe Glasgow can, can still catch us so I'm not going to go counting our chickens just yet but you know it was important that we won tonight I did, we obviously still got Edinburgh and Berwick to finish off a, a home league campaign so we'll know, you never know what can happen in a home match, so we'll not get too carried away. That's the away match is done. We'll, we'll concentrate on the home matches when they come round. But um, I wouldn't say it's an unassailable lead yeah. at the top, uh, but it's uh, certainly 
it's looking good for a Leicester perspective, but you know it'll count for nothing when the playoffs come. We've got to start again, but we do want to finish top because we do want to get picked when it comes around. But uh, there's a there's a lot of racing still to be done yet, so we'll not get carried away. That's for sure. Thanks, Stuart. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, we, we've counted your chickens for you, Stuart, and uh, actually mathematically, even Plymouth can currently overhaul Leicester at the top if they want absolutely everything by the maximum possible, which is unlikely. But uh, mathematically, uh, any of the top four could still finish top. But, um, you know, I think, uh, as Dave mentioned in that, really, realistically, you're probably looking at Poole, Glasgow or Leicester. But even then, they're, they're going to have to win all of their matches in hand, aren't they? And uh, But that said, Stuart's not going to be let resting on his laurels and those remaining fixtures in the next couple of weeks are, are certainly going to be an insurance policy for him. Yes, Stuart is Stuart Dixon, uh, their team manager, really likes to win. And um, he, he, he won't be going into that fixture with anything but a large victory um, as his plan. So they, they have a really good home track advantage. That's really going to play into their into their court when it comes to playoffs. Stewart's aware of that. He tends to prepare his track, which suits his home riders as well. So the the, the one thing I, I guess that they're working against them is they've finished their fixtures pretty quickly and, and we're still a little while from playoffs. So, you know, it, it's important for that team as well to, to use this time to, to, to keep fit, uh, race fit. Obviously, they've signed Max Clegg as well, which... Brings him up to a full seven again. Uh, Max again, very capable rider at reserves. So, um, yeah, they're at the top of the league for a reason. Uh, probably my favourites now for for the league. But there are teams capable of beating them over two legs. So, yeah, let, let's see where that one goes. Just finally, I'd like to uh, mention the Scunthorpe team manager, Dave Pete, who underwent surgery this week to remove his cancer. Um, being diagnosed with bowel cancer, as was uh, revealed on the team social media. Uh, Dave Peter, a former Speedway referee, has been with the Scunthorpe Scorpions as their boss since 2013, after previously taking charge of Hull and Berwick, and missed Sunday's home win over Edinburgh. Uh, Kingsland's co-promoter, Dale Allett, stood in. Um, just a word from you, Ben, about Dave, uh, someone that you've... Uh, um, locked horns with I suppose in, in Speedway uh, over the years many times yeah Dave's a lovely guy you know he loves his Speedway he's been around at Scunthorpe for a while and around Speedway for a long time so that's um, awful news and yeah send my best wishes to, to Dave and his family and, and hope he makes a speedy recovery well let's hear from Dale Allett then getting back in the saddle as a team manager at least for the day standing in for Dave Pete uh, he's been talking about answering that call to step in as team manager and his experience as his Scunthorpe team took on the Edinburgh Monarchs and won. He's been speaking with Andy Mitchell. Um, yeah, I think it's always nice to keep your hand in and uh, everybody telling me today that we had no chance with the team that we got against uh, Edinburgh always gives you that little bit more motivation and satisfaction if you uh, come away with a win. And it didn't start particularly well, but uh, the grade was... Um, an important part of it and then Heat 7 the, the changes that you made obviously Sam Masters dropping out as well uh, was a factor but a week inside just kept going and going and going didn't they? Yeah we said at the start you know we need to win uh, if you've got any hope of the playoffs and 
Yeah, we moved things around. It was a little bit hard on Connor because you're taking Connor out and he went from heat two to 11, which is never ideal. But just felt off game four, uh, we needed to get that momentum and keep it going. And heat seven and eight were quite big for us. And uh, fortunately, it worked out. Um, you know, you can be a hero or zero if it doesn't work. But, uh, you know, you've got to try these things and uh, it worked today. So quite a few fixtures ahead in British Speedway. Uh, looking ahead to Wednesday then, once again, we'll run through them all. Birmingham versus Glasgow, Oxford versus Plymouth in the Championship. Then on Thursday, just the one fixture, the Premiership pairs round three at Kings Lynn. Friday, it's Edinburgh versus Poole and Redcar versus Berwick. Saturday, we've got Berwick versus Poole, Leicester versus Oxford in the National League. And don't forget the... Um, Test match, Great Britain versus the rest of the world at Glasgow at 3 o'clock on Saturday. On Sunday in the National League, it's Kent versus Berwick. And then on Monday, back to the Premiership. And it is Bellevue versus Kings Lynn, Peterborough versus Wolverhampton. And then next Tuesday, we begin the Summer Trophy Series, which is Plymouth versus Birmingham in that first round in that group. And then the return the night after, that's next Wednesday, the 13th, of July, but we'll talk a little bit more about that next week, of course, as we get into the uh, the summer trophy. My thanks to our guest this week, Ben Duffel. It's a busy week ahead on BSN. Three fixtures, as we mentioned, the Premiership pairs, and then uh, Edinburgh versus Poole, uh, Berwick versus Poole as well. So uh, strap yourself in for the ride. Yep, that that's right. So we're 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 busy in July, but we're only going to get busier as we come into to, sort of September as well. But no, it, it's great. It's great to be involved in these meetings as well. And, you know, to be able to, to showcase it to, like I said, not just, just the UK, but um, to, to the whole world and fans who, you know, can't necessarily make those meetings. Um, it, it's been, in my opinion, one thing that's that, uh, kind of a missed trick for, for British Speedway that we haven't been able to, to, to broadcast those meetings. So, to be able to have all ten and show the very best uh, that that the championship has to offer is is a great thing and yeah a, a massive privilege for us to be able to to be able to give that to people and and to work with the clubs to yeah to to, to bring those meetings to a wider audience. Plus, you've got all of the playoffs. You've got the championship riders final, the championship pairs, uh, the championship summer trophy final as well. Yep, all the big events. That's it and. Uh, you know these are events people want to see, and I think especially with the the championship league riders champion championship final, um, you know whether being in pool uh, on a Wednesday, that that's that's going to be logistically quite difficult for some fans to get to. So it does open it up to people who otherwise wouldn't be able to watch that, and and it and it's one of the highlights of the calendar, isn't it? It's it's something that you know it, it should be accessible to everybody. So you're really really happy that we've we've um, we've we've been able to do that as well. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, thanks a lot and uh, all the best for your busy week ahead and I'm sure we'll speak soon. Thanks, Ian. Pleasure. And thanks to you for your company as well. We'll join you next Wednesday for the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Have a great week. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.